What is going on guys? Welcome to the pilot episode for Mr. Gray's Talk Room. Today I want to talk something that's obviously been buzzing throughout the internet. <clears throat> but before we get into that, I think it's really important that we establish a few premises for what this one is going to entail. So the reason why I have the Fifty Shades of Grey book here is because right now uh, we have, you know, the famous Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate. These two brothers are currently in jail in Romania for alleged human trafficking and rape, <clears throat> or at least Andrew Tate is. And it got my mind thinking about like how they possibly could have ended up there with those allegations. Now, I'm not advocating for what they do. Uh, I'm not trying to agree with them or disagree with them. I just want to give a little bit of side comments of what I believe uh, may, may have happened with these women who are stepping over and accusing them of rape. But first and foremost, we have to establish the premise that <clears throat> this came from some sort of webcam business that they had years back. So the way they made their first million, if you look on any kind of social media, they said that they had a webcam business. So they had women and administrators and they had all these videos or TV screens and pretty much did live porn, if what you will. And what we call now today, we call it that they had like OnlyFans business, right? I think it's an easier way to say it, right? So he had, I believe the story goes, he had four girlfriends and then he invited them all down to a table and then two of those girlfriends started off the business. Two were like out of it. The other two were like, all right, let's do it. Now, what goes beyond that on how many other women that he had in this webcam business for Tristan and Andrew? I can't really explain that because I haven't dug too much detail on that webcam business. But that's essentially how he made his first few millions aside from being a you know, four-time world kickboxing champ. And the reason how this relates to the current situation of being them accused of rape, it goes back to the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. The Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, it's, it's, a, it's a good trilogy in the sense that if you read the books and then watch the movies, and I'm talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Free, you will get a better understanding on why Christian picked Anastasia for his woman, right? In the first movie or in the first book, you'll know that Anastasia Steele, the character, she was a virgin. The only woman or the only man that she'd ever been with was Christian, right? And they didn't do BDSM. <clears throat> they didn't do BDSM the first time, right? It was pretty much a lead up to that. So he de-virginizes her, so she still had her chastity. Um, could I say that she was a little bit naive? Yes, she was, but she didn't know what she was getting into. That's how stories go. And then, you know, he brought her into the world of BDSM. If you look in the video, the first, uh, I believe, time they ended up in the playroom, um, you know, he had her the way he wanted her. And then, obviously, the times that she was very disobedient, he punished her. Punished her first, I think, uh, was he slapped her, I think, uh, for rolling her eyes. And then if you look towards the end of the book or in, end of the movie, uh, it was essentially that she was not disciplined she wasn't being submissive to him she gave a lot of back talk and then uh he whipped her right with the belt pretty much <clears throat> and then that goes into 50 shades darker 50 shades freed whatnot but i believe what 
had happened in this case, um, regardless of whatever the situation is, if Andrew Tate is the top G, right? He is the man, he has the money, he has the women, young, beautiful women, all that stuff. He's, he still prefaces a lot of his, the women he goes for, into the fact that they have their chastity. And nowadays, trying to find a woman who has their chastity, meaning they're virgins, or they have, at best have never slept with more than three guys, that's really, really hard. Um, you will know why he values those types of women, right? Ages 18 to 21. Well... In the world of BDSM, any naive woman, or I wouldn't say naive, any willing woman, any submissive woman, they, they need to know that it's an umbrella. The umbrella is bondage discipline, dominant submission, sadism, masochism, and that's a, that's a pretty big term. Bondage could mean, you know, tying her up with rope or handcuffs or um, even doing shibari stuff, having her... Uh, extended from the ceiling right dominant submissive is what it all entails meaning you have a dominant male or female and you have the submissive male or female doesn't matter and in essence you're supposed to be disciplined enough to be submissive and dis disciplined enough to be dominant now the term sadism masochism sadism essentially means that you enjoy fl inflicting pain on other people that's why when they like say sadist serial killers or, or sadists you know they enjoy inflicting pain that's what gets them off right and and i've seen and heard and read that there are men who will not have sex with a woman they just want to inflict pain and there are women out there um that they don't have sex with the man they just want to get inflicted pain on and so the past relationships where i've had bdsm relationships it it's all about consent and if you look at the Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's easier for you to just review the first book, he essentially gives her a contract of these are the liars, these are the outlines and, and terms that you have to agree on, right? She never really signs it, right? Um, and then he pretty much says the, uh, you know, is this why Anastasia says to him, are you mad at me because I didn't sign the contract? And then at one point he just says the contract seems a little redundant, right? Or I won't touch you until you sign the contract, right? But obviously, as a man, he can't control a woman who is a virgin and who is chaste and, and whatnot. So now that we know the preface of, you know, these alleged rape, grape accusations or uh, human trafficking, I believe a lot of people aren't keen to the world of BDSM, and I have a theory that's probably what those women's lives entailed, right? If they're 18, 19, 20, 21, that they had this really rich man, very handsome man with cars, money, businesses, everything. They were naive or they were willing to like, let me, let me explore that out. So if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, and you don't know the world yet, and you meet this guy and he says, you know, be my Anastasia still, I'll be your Mr. Gray, what have you. And then you look back at it, what, six, seven years ago, I think one of the voice memos, uh, if you look on Fresh and Fit Podcast or Vice, uh, was essentially in like 2014, 2014, 2023, or 2022, 2023, that's about six, seven, about six, seven, eight years, right? 
they probably are now in their 29s and they're at, telling themselves like, whoa, what the fuck was I doing? Well, why did I do that, right? <clears throat> and, I'll, and I'll tell you how this relates to women, women who are in the sex industry, in the porn industry, making dumb decisions when they're young. Now, of course, there are probably a lot of outside factors that we don't have all the details yet because he's alleged to these grave accusations and human trafficking, but there's no evidence brought forward other than what Fresh and Fit believes that they have AI voice memos. And in these voice memos and in these texts, it doesn't relay what the woman was stating, right? It only shows what Andrew was stating. So a lot of it could be taken out of context. So I'm just going to use some paraphrased stuff that he says, I enjoy graping you. Um, the more you struggle, the more it turns me on, right? All this looks like it relates to the world of BDSM. If that is what he enjoys, if that's his personal sex life, I could say that from personal experience, is that like that's the type of world that you brought yourself into. Now, <clears throat> I'm not saying that these women aren't lying i'm also not saying that they're telling the truth i'm not saying that what andrew tate is stating that you know there wasn't a point where maybe he was over the line but if we can use a couple of actors or a couple of um retirees in the porn industry uh mia khalifa everybody knows who mia khalifa is right the famous uh, I, I guess you could say arab porn star she's no longer in it i believe she did 12 uh videos and she was highly underpaid, and she even went on uh, ABC News or some type of news, CNN News or something like that, and pretty much said her story saying, like, well, when you're young, you know, 20, 21 years old, whatever the case may be, um, you don't really know when you look at a contract, like, what you entail yourself to. And if you look at a lot of retired porn stars, I believe it's, um, what the fuck is her name? Lana, Lana Rhodes. Uh, I, I saw a TikTok. Uh, of her pretty much stating like I only do girl-on-girl uh, -girl videos I don't do other ma male and uh, female videos I'll, whatever the case may be right like that's what she does <clears throat> retired porn star she has a kid whatnot she's gonna look back and she's she's pretty much stating like I wouldn't advise you to go into the porn industry right some people make a living out of it some people regret it some people don't um, but I believe looking at the woman's point of view young naive beautiful chaste and then you enter this industry and it, you pretty much indulge yourself into um, sex, drugs, uh, whatever the case may be, fame. But you're, because you've lost your chastity, your virginity, whatever the case may be, your intimacy or the reputation of your intimacy, a lot of men are now going to sexually objectify. Well, that is your own volition. I know you're young, dumb, obviously you don't have an attorney. I know most porn stars now have attorneys uh, that actually review that because now they have the money for it, but that you put yourself into that lifestyle, right? <clears throat> now, whether it was forced or whether it wasn't, that's, I don't know the outlying factors of what they did. They probably might have said yes, Andrew Tate, who has a shitload of money, probably had an attorney draft up a contract, you know, something like what Christian Day did, and he said, you know what, sign this, now you're going to be my employee, just like any kind of employment contract, right? Now, obviously, employment contracts versus something in the corporate world, and I mean, like, desk, busy, healthcare, anything like that, that's going to be massively different versus a uh, the porn industry, Right, you know what you will, what you will not do. If you're only representing one company, can you 
have your own OnlyFans, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of factors that are still not quite clear of what's going on. But <clears throat> I want to say this because there is the world of BDSM. There are people out there, and I could say from personal experience, there are people out there who um, indulge themselves in that type of lifestyle, and that's perfectly okay, right? Like to each your own. It, it's your own volition. Now, when you're forced into it, obviously that's a different thing. So... With that being said, they have a webcam business, and it all goes to was there consent? Did they have a contract? We don't know. Um, there's no proof, or I haven't seen anything on the internet stating, "Hey, we have a contract, right? We have a contract that you're supposed to do this." You know, you're whether you're an employee at will, or you have to do so many videos, or you have to do work for a certain time, whatever the case may be. Who knows? That still have that still has yet to come to fruition. But Let's say this was not the webcam business. Let's say this was just <clears throat> a mutual consensual relationship, right? And they were not a part of it. They were, you know, as Andrew State says, that he was. they were outside of the webcam business. Were there safe words? Were there warnings? Let's say there was no contract, you know, forget what Fifty Shades of Grey had said about the contract, but let's say consensually you speak mutually and there are safe words. I know I could say openly say my safe words were kiwi means green or go, pineapples means warning or slow down, and then apple means stop. Apple means like, hey, like I've hit my limit. I don't like to do this. Um, and generally in, in this type of world, it's you have to have those safe words, right? Safe words are code words. I haven't seen anything in like that in the voice memos. I haven't seen anything like that in the text, but just know that in the world of BDSM, there should be safe words in, in play, right? Kiwi means green, go, pineapple, yellow, slow down, warning, hey, I'm pushing my limit, <clears throat> and then respect a woman's limit, and that goes to stop Apple. And that's just kind of giving you an idea of, like, it's not like somebody just, like, ties up a woman and does some shady shit. No, that's not necessarily how this type of world works. But if I'm looking at it through Andrew's sh shoes, right, I mean... I would assume that he had those types of safe words in play or he had those uh, cushions for whatever woman or whatever multiple women that he was dealing with. Same thing goes for Tristan. So you should respect a woman's limitations. And in these texts, it, it can get pretty vulgar of what he's stating, right, in the voice memos. But how this all plays into the current world, right, most people are not going to have or not indulge themselves into the BDSM lifestyle. And I believe the BDSM lifestyle, um, if you're not keen to it, if you haven't done your research, if you haven't had um, anybody to, uh, I'd say, hold your hand or slowly warp you into that world, um, and you just look at the Fifty Shades of Grey books, you read the books, um, or any other um, erotic romance books, you would kind of be like, well, what the fuck is this? I will say this is... Not necessarily the most extreme. Uh, definitely, uh, Christian was a dominant. He definitely is a little bit of a sadist outside of Anastasia Steele, right? That's why he doesn't punish her um, like he would have his other submissive. But when you or when a woman invests into being a submissive, and I'll say this from the submissive standpoint, because it actually pertains to um, how in-depth the submission goes. In the second book, second movie, one of his old submissives who's uh looks 
very similar to Anastasia Steele, right? Because that was what uh, was Christian's kink. His kink was, I want these women to look very similar to my mother, you know, brunette hair, pale skin, whatnot, certain type of weight, certain type of height, right? He is a man who knows exactly what he wants. Um, this submissive um, gets to the point after, I believe they go to a wedding and then they come home, they find, uh, I believe it was the apartment or the car is trashed. Um, Anastasia goes up to the apartment. The old submissive pulls out a gun and is holding her at um, gunpoint, right? And she's essentially stating, you can never give Christian what you want. That is essentially saying, like, he wants me, right? I'm the one who's been his most submissive. Well, in the in the movie, he walks in, and he looks at her dead in the eye, and he says, hey, point over here, over here. So she points it at him. And then he says, Anastasia, leave. She tries to point it back at him, and he says, no. He says, give me the gun. She gives him the gun, and then I believe he says the word stay, sit, or submit. I can't remember what it was, um, and she pretty much just kneels down uh, on her knees, puts her hands up just like this, and just submits to him, right? And bear in mind, this guy has not been with this woman for forever how long, right? But that's how deep or in-depth submission goes, right? Um, and it goes to the sense of just how male and females are programmed you know females i'm not saying this in the bdsm word i'm just saying all or all in general females are to submit to men and men are to dominate women not to the point of bdsm that's not what i'm getting at i'm just saying in overall life now i may get some backlash from whoever's listening to this podcast oh you're being a fucking misogynist well i if i'm being a misogynist i'm not being a misogynist i'm not saying i hate women i'm not saying i'm superior to women. i'm just saying the way we're bi biologically programmed sperm are for men eggs are for women the man the woman is to submit to the man right and there's a lot of reason that goes into that it's not saying that women are dumb um, but we know there's a lot of bimbles out there, and I will say there's a lot of jokesters, a lot of punk-ass men out there who pretty much live off their parents' couch, play video games all day, and work at like GNC or fucking Target or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that men, the way men grow, it's all about respect. It's all about social status. The money, yeah, that comes after, right? But you, when you set yourself up in a good career, it was like you're building up your social status. You're building up the respect. Respect is going to go a lot more than money will, right? Because if you have the respect of other men and they respect you for that, and you have the social status. Well, it's like, well, shit. Um, take it back all the way to to when we would be able to draw swords and, and fight it out, duke it out, right? This, it's, the, it's the way of the wolves, right? The beta challenges the alpha male. And the beta wins. Beta is now part. Beta is now the alpha in the pack. That's the way wolves work, right? Same thing with silverback gorillas. We're, we're going back to our innate, pri innate, internal primate nature of that is the way the world works, and that's the way it always will work. That's not to say that men are superior to women. I'm not being misogynistic. I'm just stating the biological facts of that's how it works. So how this also entails into the certain situation that Andrew Tate was in. Well, as I said before, 
women, their prime is 18 to 21 versus a woman who's 35. That's why they say, I believe it's after 33 or 35, having kids for a woman is difficult, right? Because they have to deal with premenopause, menopause. Some have um, ovarian cysts. Some have had to get like hysterectomy. Some of some women, maybe they had a, a child or maybe they had a, I think it's called etoscopic or estopic uh, pregnancy where they lose a tube. Like as women grow, they lose they lose a lot of their, their woman parts, right? Naturally, that's just the way it works, right? Um, but men, you know, men can procreate, shift. They have good enough, uh, if, if their boys are good to them, they can procreate till the age of 60, 70, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So we're just biologically wired completely different. Women's primes 18 to 21, as I said, but a man doesn't really prime until they're about 35. And then obviously once you hit 40, obviously testosterone drops or even when a man hits um, 35, testosterone drops. But of course, there are other things that you can do to take care of that, like take care of yourself, exercise, eat right, all that stuff. So what I believe is, is going on in, in this particular situation is if you have an abundance of women, you're rich, multimillionaire with cars, and you have women throwing themselves at their feet in you, and they will submit because they see other women doing that. Um, just using your common sense, you don't think that there some women got a little bit salty, maybe says, hey, I don't want you to be my submissive anymore. Um, you know, thank you very much for helping out for the web business, or if you're fired, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, wish you the best of luck. Here's your severance package, or just get the fuck out, whatever the case may be. Women can be vindictive right they can definitely hold a grudge not to say that men can't hold a grudge or anything like that but you have to put in perspective of what really is the backstory to these women now i believe vice uh let out a youtube video of i believe one of the girls name is amelia and the other girls is sarah um pretty much talking to vice saying you know he went from uh, Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde in the bedroom just like that, right? Um, started um, having sex with me, choking me, um, <clears throat> and then it felt like he was scraping me at that point, and I just, you know, can't believe what happened, right? I'm like, maybe did I like it? Did I like it? Because the way that Andrew responded was, you know, he brushes himself off after climax, and then he goes to the bathroom, cleans himself up and he acts like it's all normal maybe that is his normal lifestyle right <clears throat> but you have you have to put in perspective if like if this is six seven years ago and she was naive 18 19 20 21 now she's on the other side of 26 29 whatever the case whatever her age is is like does she have if she has regrets or she's like oh i want to call back the time i consented to having sex with you just Seems seems a little bit off of this whole situation. Now, I'm not digging too much detail of that, but I would want people to know that people have alternative lifestyles other than, as I say, vanilla sex. Other than like, you know, we have to plan sex on a Wednesday when the kids are at school and other kids are at pra baseball practice or whatever the case may be. It's a completely different lifestyle, right? <clears throat> and so... Now that I've said my piece about this, we also have to put into perspective the change of the women today, right? The change of women today is massively different than it was 10 years ago, right? Now everybody's resorted to dating apps. It's not so much how you meet the woman, but where you meet the woman. It's really weird, right? You meet her 
on a dating app, then you actually have to meet her. But then if you look at dating apps themselves, the reason why they fail so much is because uh, most of these women on these dating apps are OnlyFans thoughts um, or 304s, whatever you want to call it. And most of the good women right, are indulging themselves into promiscuous men, which is fine. That's the way men are, right? Have multiple relationships, um, you know, date multiple women unless you want to get locked down into a relationship. And most men nowadays don't even have game because they're too busy playing video games and indulging self into porn. So they are getting this false perception of what dating or intimacy is supposed to look like. Well, if you look on TikTok and all that stuff, I remember seeing this TikTok video. I guess he was a crypto millionaire or something like that. He's 15 years old. And then there's this girl that's pretty much nagging this 15-year-old. And he responds, uh, well, can you name me 10 books? And this tick, uh, OnlyFans thought pretty much says, uh, well, I like the Games of Thrones series. And he's like, well, name me 10 books, right? Essentially, the little TikTok reel goes to the point where the kid's like, I'm not going to waste my time here um, and listen to an airhead um, who can't even read, right? And it, it's true. Like, there's a lot of women, you know, in their early 20s, even 30s, 40s, where there's a lot of women resorting to OnlyFans, uh, making themselves sexual objects. And because men are indulging themselves into porn essentially like paid porn um to get uh whatever it is that they want to get right I, I don't indulge myself into only fans like that's not my thing right like i have no interest of being in a relationship with women who is the only fans unless i'm the one who's creating the only fans unless the money's coming to me yeah that seems a big power play but that's just the way it is because i'm sacrificing the intimacy that i have with this woman um and everybody's gonna see it but what women can do Women can always cover up their face. They can wear a mask, right? They can put on a different character. They can hide themselves, right? Or cosplay, whatever the fuck it is that you want to do it. But if you don't do that, then that's on you. And then, of course, you have them on Twitch. And then they're, like, streaming on Twitch and trying to get them to their OnlyFans. And so it's like they're, they're targeting the right demographic of, of men. The men who don't have game. The men that don't know how to dominate a woman. The, the men who can't discipline a woman. And I'm talking about in a relationship not in terms of discipline and like uh, trying to make them injured or anything like that. I'm saying in, in a way that a woman wants to be dominated. There's real, I don't like to use the word handle. I don't want to handle a woman. Like I want to dominate a woman. Um, and I believe these men are indulging themselves in porn and, you know, people who are porn stars professionally, not saying amateur porn stars like OnlyFans thoughts, but professional porn stars, they do make a false perception of a woman's really looking for. Uh, it was funny. I was watching the uh, first episode to Euphoria, never seen it before, and uh, it was funny because there's a scene where a man's trying to have sex with a girl and then like he finds out she got tag team, whatever the case may be, and he starts choking her and then she starts freaking out and he says, well, I'm sorry, that's, that's what you like. And then she responds like, I'm like, well, you got to ask me first or I ask you. So, um, you know, the, the dating game has really changed. So you, and, and I'm not to say that there are not good women out there who value their chastity, who value their vanity, right? They're not just going to give it to anybody. But I also say that majority of the women 
who are indulging themselves into this. If you look at any dating app and they're like, oh, follow me on Snap, follow me on Instagram, you know, who are uh, giving blowjobs for free content, whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, it really does mess with a man on how to pro- appropriately date a woman. And then you tie in all the other things. Um, I, I remember seeing another TikTok reel about, a, uh, I think uh, she's an Asian porn star. I think her name's Kazuri or Kazumi, something like that. And uh, she pretty much said, if you're, if you're paying for ethically sourced porn, me as a man, um, you're, you're an alpha male because you're getting what you want. I'm like, no, you're not an alpha male. No way, shape, or form. Because I could pay for 10 different OnlyFans sites and never sleep with a woman, right? That's not how men work. Men need to have the experience sexually to be able to dominate a woman appropriately. And I'm going to say that very carefully. Men need to have the experience sexually to be able to dominate a woman appropriately. Now, whether he wants to have multiple relationships or one relationship, or same thing with women, they have their, it's, own, their, it's their own volition. It's their own right. You can do what the hell it is that you want to do. But don't get mad about the consequences. <clears throat> now, I say this because if I was working at Subway, making $10 an hour, living on my parents' couch, wasn't watching what I eat, I'm a fat fuck, and I'm playing video games all the time, and I'm subscribed to OnlyFans porn, and you know I'm pretty much poor, broke, whatever the case may be, a woman's going to be like, the fuck, what the fuck I want that type of man before, right? And the woman can probably be working in the same type of dynamic, right? Working as a secretary for $15 an hour, but she's not going to, she, women date up, Men, unfortunately, sleep down. And, and the power play here, it's, it's very funny. Until a man actually does something and gets off the field and takes care of himself and stuff like that, then that's when things really kick off. Because at the end of the day, and, I, and you've seen this, you've seen relationships be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, live, live with their boyfriend for however how long. Men, uh, women sleep with who they want. A woman can go into a bar Sit next to a man, say, hey, you want to fuck me tonight? And a man's most likely 99% going to say, yeah, right. Aside for like, let's not even make any exceptions to the rule. A man tries to do that. A man has to spit game. A man has to try to win the friends on their side. A man has to figure out the logistics for how her friends are going to get home and all this stuff. Um, you know, then you have to realize like you'll probably have to pay for drinks and you barely get a girl's phone number. Well, a girl's the average girl, right, six or seven, is going to have at least 20, 25 DMs on any given basis. Men are going to tell her she's beautiful, all this stuff, trying to get in her pants, but it's like trying to separate separate yourself from the group. That's the hard part for men. Men have to do those things. Men have to... Men have to develop their social status and their respect, which is exactly, exactly what Andrew Tate does. So... Going back to the power play and the different man, it's like, are we putting into perspective the type of lifestyle that he lives, right? Are we putting that into perspective? I'm not saying he did not uh, grape those women. I'm not saying he didn't traffic those women. I'm not saying he had them in a fucked up contract, whatever the case may be. But to put that in perspective, well, if this was a number one bestseller, and for even the women who've just heard about that, it's like, naturally, they're still going to want a man to dominate them, right? They want to be submissive. And I have this, I have these six rules on how any woman can get a man, right? Any high status man, right? 
and high status is, is really relative, right? But generally, it's the guy who makes more than um, 90K a year because it's probably about 1% to 15% of men who even make past that, right? <clears throat> the six steps to a man's satisfaction. If, a, if, you, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, right, and you want to keep him and you know he's not going to cheat on you, right, unless, you know, you're dealing with that type of man or it's in his innate nature or his tendency or you know your man or the type of man you have, right? It's sex, suction, sandwiches, silence, submission, and stability. Sex and suction, right? Someone be like, oh, I don't give blowjobs. And I'm like, and there are men, and I totally agree with men who say, well, if she doesn't give me a blowjob, then that's not the type of woman. She has to be able to give me a blowjob. Um, and if you look back into one of the old comedy films, uh, old school <laughs> Uh, Will Ferrell's character and his wife, you know, they're going through a divorce or a separation. Will Ferrell tries to, you know, come back home and she finds this uh, gay guy giving, you know, blowjob lessons or whatnot. So I know that's some, some humor in there, but, you know, that's what men want, right? Sex. If you got to plan sex or whatever the case may be, that makes things even harder because then it's like, well, I, well why can't I have it just when I want and then going back to the point of submission, it's like, why do we have to plan around this, right? Like, why are we waiting for long? Like, if if you really want to keep a man, you give him sex. And then if you want to make things much even kinkier, you don't even have to do stuff like BDSM. You can enjoy, you know, Kama Sutra, which is the art of expressing your sensuality. So get out some candles, maybe get a necktie, whatever the case may be, do some role play cosplay, whatever the case may be. It's like explore your options like other than just vanilla sex, right? But that's the whole point between you and your intimate partner. So sex suction. Sandwiches is, sandwiches is, there are women who don't know how to cook. There are women who want to eat out every day. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> As I say, women doesn't know how to cook because I can naturally cook, right? Had to cook uh, for my mother uh, at one point when she had a hysterectomy. And I remember one time I made eggs and they were so bad, she just threw them away and she made me make eggs again. So I learned how to cook. I can cook very well. And so a woman, you know, sandwiches, I'll say this, coffee, protein shakes, and sandwiches. A woman can't screw up a sandwich, right? Lettuce, tomato, cheese, carrots, uh, you know, ranch, spinach, whatever the case may be. It's pretty easy to put a sandwich together. It's like cereal, right? Man comes home. He hasn't eaten all day. He's pissy, whatever. He's stressed. Men have so much stress that they have to deal with. And I believe that men shouldn't speak to their, their partners about their, their stress. And I say this because I know I've personally opened up to women. And the minute that I've opened up to them, in their minds or what's happened uh, not too so long afterwards is uh, they end up breaking up with me or they think that I'm a little bitch or they think I'm a punk ass or something like that. They're like, damn, like you can't get a hold of yourself. Like what the fuck is that? So I advise people to either get a therapist or fix your problems. And I mean fundamentally fix your problems. If you're overweight, you lose the weight. Um, if you don't have money, you find a way to make money and then you get another side hustle and do that stuff because as men we need to provide protect and procreate like that's the way we are we are in nature so sandwiches pretty simple but i also believe that it doesn't even have to succumb to that right if you have a six if you have to get up at six o'clock in the morning 
and a woman you're sleeping next to your woman and she realizes hey you know i didn't i know you're you have an early morning um so i decided to get up a little bit early and make you a cup of coffee i know you didn't sleep well that will go a long way for any man or even if you text a man and you know he had a shitty morning he didn't sleep well i'm like hey uh, babe no you didn't sleep well just know i'm thinking about you have a good day takes five seconds to send that text and you will make a man stay. He will come home and he will feel safe. He will feel stability, right? He will feel like it's his sanctuary, his his, his safe haven. Believe that. Do, do that. And same thing goes like, or, you know, before you go out to um, your workout, here's a protein shake. I know how you like your protein shakes. That's pretty simple, right? Even if a woman, if you're a woman, and you're listening to that and you don't know how to cook, you give a man, uh, you know, his cup of coffee because he didn't sleep well, um, or if you make him his protein shake, whatever the case may be, or you make him a sandwich after a shit day of work, whatever the case may be, I guarantee you that's going to go a long way. Or even send him a, a text, you know, saying that you're thinking about him, um, can't wait to see him to get home. That will go long ways because women will not do that because men and the way women want love is massively different than men want love. You tell a man he's attractive, he's good looking. Um, and that you're there for him, it's going to go a long way. Now, it also depends on the type of man you have, right? But still, that what we weed out um, from average women to great women to spectacular women. So we already went through sex suction sandwiches. Silence. Silence is going to be a little bit controversial here. And I say this because pretty much nearly all men do this, uh, and I occasionally do this myself, but uh, I'm disciplined in, enough to ensure that I know um, where my limitations are in terms of, of silence. And I'm not saying this for me. I'm saying this for uh, women that banter with me. Because let's say uh, I'm dating, for whatever miraculous, I'm d dating a six-figure CEO woman, right? She has every, she worked hard whatever to get to wherever she wants, Um and I come home, let's say I left my shoes not in the area of the shoes. Let's say I had an early morning, I was trimming my beard, I tried to take all the beard hair and there's still a little bit of beard hair trims or whatever. Let's say I left the toilet seat up. Let's say I left an underwear um, on the ground on accident, right? Like everything else is spick and span, right? You know, I believe men should also have hygiene, take care of themselves. Uh, but let's say we made that and, you, and I come home after a stressful day and you're bitching at me over something that's just very, very minuscule that is going to turn me off 100% of the time. And I know men, men, you're listening to this. I'm sure if a woman comes and nags you, like, you left the toilet seat up again, or whatever the case may be. It's like, um, we're just going to come home. We're going to just, like, tune you out and be like, I don't have to deal with this shit. Not one bit. I know I left the toilet seat up. I forgot, right? I have other things in my mind. Now, I, I do believe if you with whatever partner that you have, you know, they sh should have the discipline to put the seat down. But there's different ways to approach a man other than you could bitch at another woman. And that's perfectly fine. The way you bitch at a man, it's going to be completely different the way we respond. Um, and I think a great example of, of this is <clears throat> and, and this is. This is, this is the working theory that I have. Man comes home. Let's say uh, you're putting your clothes to wash. Um, and let's say you notice that he had some clothes sporadic throughout the floor or anything like that. Maybe he had a pair of jeans hanging on a, a rack or whatever the case may be. Right? Men are really weird on how they put them. Like men will leave their clean jeans on top of 
a dirty laundry bin, but they know that they're still going to wear those jeans. If they have, like, if they have a belt on, they're still going to wear those jeans. I assure you that. So let's say man comes home. He left some clothes around like, hey, babe, I'm about to, to go wash. Um, did you need to get any clothes off the floor or um, did you need to um, uh, have me wash anything for you? Because you didn't come to him in a controversial way, but you came to him in like a very subtle way about it, I guarantee he's probably going to be like, oh, wait, you know what? I think I left some clothes on the floor. I'm so sorry about that. Let me go. Let me go get that so you can wash. Whatever the case may be, right? The working theory is don't confront a man. Subtly hint your way of what you're trying to get, right? Same thing goes with, let's say you have a man uh, and he's very complacent where he's at. And so now all he, does, he wants to do is come home, uh, play video games instead of go out with the boys. And let's say, you know, maybe he was working on his master's, but he never went back to it or he's working on his doctorate and he's kind of like slugging around or maybe he's um, not hitting the goals that when you first met him versus how he now met him. We'll have this another working theory. Man comes home, he's playing video games, right? Pretty complacent, you know, bills are paid. There's nothing going on fundamentally wrong, but you know, I know women are always attracted to men that get after it, that try to go to the next step. And you're like, hey babe, you know, I've noticed you've been playing a lot of video games, but I just wanna let you know that I feel like you could do more, like, You've always been able to do more. Um, not saying that playing video games is bad, but I just want to let you know that um, if there's something that you want to pursue, you should pursue it, you know, other than video games. And I'll be there to support you to get you there. I guarantee you because you didn't come in a controversial way in that aspect, he's going to be like, damn, you're right. I was ambitious. I was trying to obtain this next goal. I am posting off whatever this current goal that I'm trying to get. And then I guarantee, because you didn't come into a controversial way, he's going to be like, okay, I know this woman's here to support me no matter what, right? And then majority of the time, man's going to get after it. So we already covered sex, suction, sandwiches, silence, right? You're not bantering. You're not confronting the guy. Submission and stability. Now all these tie in together. Submission is... If I'm out and about, and I'll say this, in downtown Fort Worth, and I'm staying at the Marriott, whatever the case may be, and I'm with a woman, um, and we had a staycation, we're, at, we're staying night, you know, just for whatever reason, right, one stay in a nice hotel, um, you know, order room service, be at the nice bar, whatever the case may be, and she has the grand idea at one o'clock in the morning to walk the streets in downtown Fort Worth, um, on a Friday, Saturday night, and you know downtown Fort Worth can be pretty bad, and she's gonna be like, "Yeah, you know, let's let's just walk around and see the sights." I'm gonna tell her no. And then if you go back to me and you break silence, right, and you just start bitching at me like, "Why the hell not? This is what I want to do." That's not submission. The reason why I don't want to go out is because I now have to put myself at risk with whatever homeless man or whatever thief or whatever robber wants to come in. I now got to protect you and put my life in danger when we could just avoid it altogether and we could be in the inside bar, live it up, and all that stuff. So being submissive is also trusting a man's best interest to his woman. The man will always have best interest into his woman. You know, same thing as means going to a concert, same thing means going to the club. Like, if I go to a club on West 7th in Fort Worth and I'm with my woman, 
even if I did meet her there. And then she wants to go specifically to West 7th. Well, now I, as a man, got to worry about some other guy hitting on her, some other guy grabbing in her. Then if we get in a fight, now I got to protect myself. Guy could have a gun. Guy could have a knife. As opposed to, let's not go to West 7th. Let's go to Magnolia Avenue, which is my preference. And it's going to make things very easier because I don't have to worry about that. You see what I'm saying? So submission goes to don't question a man when he tells you don't do this. And then if you break it, well, then you just broke your silence. And so then it goes back to the last thing, stability. How this all ties together is stability. When a man comes home, he wants to be safe. He wants things stable. He wants things in submission, right? He wants to be able to provide, protect, and procreate with whatever his partner currently is. Now, of course, section the the exception to the rule is you have a polygamous relationships or if you have multiple relationships, uh, but still the principle goes, right? Each woman that give him that, right, stability. Because a man will always have one main chick. He can have a whole bunch of side chicks. Hoes are different, completely different. Hoes are communal property. Side chicks, you know, a main chick and two side chicks, that side chick is still not sleeping with anybody else other than the guy, right? <clears throat> and the main chick, of course, same thing. That's why it's always the main chick that gets the ring. Men marry who they want. Women sleep with who they want. But at the end of the day, can a man provide, protect, and procreate? And also, can a woman give sex, silence, suction, sandwiches, stability, and submission? Pretty much do that. You can get any high-value man. Yeah, you may be a side chick or main chick, whatever the case may be, or you may be the main chick or you may be the side chick. It just really depends on <clears throat> all the other factors on the type of relationship you decide to have. So now that we have concluded all of this stuff, what's going on with Andrew Tate and with women nowadays, what do you guys think? Hmm? Do you think that current dating is going down the shitter? Do you believe as a man that it's easy for you to just go off to any random woman in the street and try to hit up a conversation or do you feel that you have to play on this character i remember there's this one time a few years ago i was at uh, the last menfluential media and i spoke to one of the dating coaches and i can't remember what question i asked her and her response to me was who do you want to be i know that's not the answer that i was looking for but she asked me who do i want to be do I want to be a playboy? Do I want to be a lover boy? Do I want to be a gigolo? Do I want to be monogamous? Do I want to be, uh, you know, a dominant? Whatever the case may be, who do I want to be? Because game is game, um, and I just ever since then I'm like, so this woman, this married woman, as a matter of fact, is telling me who do I want to be, right? In in today's dating world, well, who I want to be actually relates to who who the fuck I am. Um, and exactly what I have accomplished, all my failures. You know, if, if I didn't fuck up for whatever it is that I didn't do and I, get, I didn't get to the point where I am today, I'm like, well, I would have been a little bitch, but I've... I definitely grew, grew through the troubles, right? I, I went through hell, came back up, and now I'm in a much better position that I could have never been. So asking you guys and ladies what are your thoughts on today's dating world right do you enjoy it do you do you um feel objectified because now every time uh, 
a man sees you, he's sexually objectifying you because you have a whole bunch of nerds and dorks who are just playing video games and watching porn and doing this and they're not getting anything along with their career or or is it because the very few men that have what I say, some men now have false arrogance, right? Some of these uh, influencers and dating coaches, they have in a sense a false arrogance um, that they're manipulating women into whatever it is and then now they want to have a polygamous relationship but then you have these dorky nerds who are looking at these uh, uh, polymerous men, men who have multiple relationships, and you're like, damn, I want that. So you tell me. So in my closing thoughts, with everything that being said, um, moving forward in Christian, uh, Mr. Gray's talk room, I'll be your host, Christian Gray. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of other things. We're going to be talking about dating. Uh, we're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be talking about fitness. Uh, we're going to be talking about philosophy, uh, way of thinking, whatever the case you want to do it um, because I believe coming back up now that as a man, it's never your intention to be complacent. You can be content, but you can't be complacent. You got to keep going um, because if you see how easy it is to get to the next level, but you just don't want to take the risk, right? You have everything you possibly could have. You have all the experience. You have all the work history, you have, you know, all the career objectives, everything, and you don't take the risk of like getting to the next level or investing in yourself to get to the next level, then you're not really living. I've taken a lot of risk and I've lost a lot, but coming back up now, let me help you get you in the right way. And of course, as uh, Mr. Gray's talk room, we will definitely talk more about the BDSM lifestyle, how if you have intentions of doing that, what is the nice soft way to enter into that lifestyle? Um, and then, of course, you have to be smart about it. It's all about consent. You have to make everything mutual and whatnot. So other than that, guys, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I can also be on TikTok and, of course, YouTube. I will also post all this stuff on Rumble. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify. You guys take care.